They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted a force. Say it. Oklahoma State's not going to change what you do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this somebody. Uh, we kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live from the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Nice. I love it. I love it. One final go around in the Big 12. Nicely done, TJ. Ah, you're the best. Wanna, Isn't he the best, everybody? I, I, it wasn't nicely. I just wanted to get Telling the office the clip best, in there everybody. saying goodbye, Toby. Got to credit Drake some on that clip, but uh, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Nicely done by you. That's great. All right, here we go. It's time to count them down, everybody. Last year in the Big Twelve, final top twenty-five college football countdown until we are playing in the SEC. I decided this year, TJ, to start at number 25. So if you're ready, let everybody know who is our number 25 ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show College Football Top 25 Countdown. question is the number 25 ranked team going to be on OU schedule or not what do you mean like in the future no this year no maybe maybe the Texas Tech Red Raiders come in at number 25 we're not playing them in the regular season, Teach. Oh, but I see what you're saying. I, I get what you're maybe saying. Maybe in, in the Arlington, yeah. maybe Texas Tech at number 25. Man, Joey McGuire, 
What a job he did in year one in Lubbock. They go eight and five. They win their last four in a row. We don't have to talk about those individually, TJ. Tyler Shuck back at quarterback and a dynamic offense returns once again in Lubbock along with an experienced veteran defense as well. Zach Kitley did a great job uh, running the offense out there last year. They could be even better this year. Not only is Shuck back, but uh, Taj Brooks at running back as well. Jaron Bradley, Miles Price at wide receiver. Luke Fungi is back. They got weapons. Uh, Offensive line was inconsistent. That's a nice way of saying it last year. Not great. They did bring in uh, Center. He's got a great name. His name is Rusty Stats from Western Kentucky. Um, Kitley's old school, so we'll see if he can help fortify things. That's the worry part for Texas Tech on offense. They got a QB that can sling it. They got a good running back. They got an aggressive offense. They went for it on fourth down more than any team in the country last year. 52 times Texas Tech went for it on fourth down last year. So, I mean, that's what Tech does, right? They put up a lot of points, and they go 100 miles an hour on offense. No different. Uh, Defensively, though, they were better last year. Not great, but better. They are very experienced. They will hit you hard. They led the Big 12 in sacks last year, and they were top 10 in the country in red zone defense last year. Those are all things we're not used to correlating with Texas Tech. Solid defense. Now, they did lose their star, okay? They did lose Tyree Wilson to the NFL draft, first-round NFL draft pick. And you know who else they do not have on defense, TJ? That's true, but they do have some talented guys. Jalen Hutchings is back. Tony Bradford is back on that defensive line. We stole one of their safeties, but they've got some good players all over the field. Don't get me wrong. Texas Tech wants to outscore you, but the defense became stout enough last year that they were able to pile up eight wins. They've redone the south end zone. They are fired up about Joey McGuire. And Texas Tech feels like they are contender this year in the Big 12. Let's look at their schedule. Uh, They start at Wyoming, should be a win. Then in week two, week two is going to be a lot of fun in the Big 12. Week two, TJ, the Oregon Ducks come to Lubbock. That's an interesting game, isn't it? Oregon Ducks, by the way, will be in our countdown. They're a top 25 team. Then Tarleton State to round out the non-con. No problem there. It's not even a real game. Conference play at West Virginia, Houston, at Baylor, K-State, at BYU, TCU, at Kansas, UCF, and then they get Texas in Austin on uh, Black Friday. So... I mean, the road games are what jumps out at me here. At West Virginia shouldn't be a problem. I think they're going to be bad this year, but they got to go to Baylor, to BYU, to Kansas, to Texas. And they also get TCU and Kansas State at home. That's a tough schedule. They've been dealt a tough schedule in Big 12 play. 
they, except for Oklahoma, they got the contenders. And most of the tough ones are on the road. Um, eight and five last year. I could see nine and four perhaps this year. I maybe, maybe eight and three regular season if everything kicks right. I have a hunch though, TJ, that, you know, the old adage is sophomore slump. So we'll see if everything goes right for them this year. I think they're good. I don't think they're going to be in Arlington. But Joey McGuire was a good hire. He's got him going in a good direction. Just don't think that everything is going to fit exactly perfectly for them to make a run at the Big 12 title this year. But they are good, and they'll be uh, number 25 in the countdown. What do you think, Teach? Texas Tech at 25. Is that too high, too low, or just right? According to a lot of stuff that I've seen preseason, just right, maybe even a little too low compared to some polls that I've seen. I think I'm going to say in the end it's probably too high. I, I think their schedule's tough, and I don't know that I see them improving on last year's win totals. They may equal last year's win total, but I think they may I think they may have a, a one less win and one more loss than they did last year. So I'm going to say that they're a little too high and just on the outside of that top 25 when it's all said and done could be right you could be right i mean oregon and uh like you said k-state byu finishing up with texas who knows what will happen with that kansas game they've got a tough schedule so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just don't see how they improve off of last yeah i don't see how they improve off of last year's record if they do then man maybe you're right maybe there is a matchup in uh in Arlington with Texas Tech, and hopefully that's Oklahoma on the other side. So, well, it's as excited as they've been yeah, in Lubbock as much going into a season in a while since probably uh, your buddy Patrick Mahomes was mm-hmm. out there, right? Um, so, Texas Tech at twenty-five coming up top of the hour, eight oh five. We will go out to West Texas or the Panhandle and chat with uh, our good friend Chris Level. Sideline reporter at Texas Tech. He'll tell us more about our 25th ranked team, the Red Raiders, at 8.05 this morning. One of uh, one of the good guys in the Big 12 that uh, last go around. Going to miss Chris a lot. Chris Level joins us live now. Good morning, Chris. Man, we'll still be friends. Roland, come on, man. You know, we're, 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 our paths will cross on occasion. I hate it that we don't get to see each other on the – this fall at all, uh, it, it's just, yeah, weird. That times are changing. We'll probably be better friends <laughs> when we don't have to play each other. That's probably. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and you, you don't have to see uh, Haxton anymore, man. You know, oh, I think you, you'd be excited about that. Thank God for that. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, where do we play you in basketball this year? I can't remember. I, I would be, uh, be the old uh, trip to Norman. Yeah, that's You're just. You're coming to our uh, place? That's correct. Just the one time. So the sight of um, your broken finger, if I remember correctly. Accurate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely accurate. I still wear one of those uh, those rubber wedding rings uh, instead of a real one because I had it cut <laughs> off right there in the trainer's room, right there at the Lloyd Noble Center. There. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny at all. <laughs> oh, it's funny uh, now. That uh, Chris Beard was responsible for that. So that's right. Yet another casualty of the Chris Beard era. And. All right, uh, well, we need your expertise. We're uh, kind of breaking down this Texas Tech team uh, going into this college football season. I, I said last hour probably as much enthusiasm among Red Raider fans going into a season 
since Patrick Mahomes was there. Is that accurate, you think? Yeah, I, I would honestly say there's maybe as much anticipation about this season as any that I've seen since maybe 08, when I think you mm-hmm. knew you were going to be really good. And the reason I say that is because I think when Mah- when Pat was here, you, you, you were excited, but you knew you weren't like great on the other side of the ball. Um, and I think that you, you, you know, everybody just kind of knew it. Pat knew it. Everybody knew it. And so it was entertaining. But I, th- I think that the, what's so fascinating about the excitement here is one, you were four and five at one point last year, and then you never lost. And so that, that four game winning streak to end the season is what has led to a lot of this enthusiasm and momentum and, all that for the same reasons that really a lot of people are kind of not talking about Baylor. I mean, they were six and three, and then they lost their their last four, you know. And I think they've kind of. But what, what's what's fascinating about it is is Joey is responsible for a lot of this, just because when I was around Mike for as many years as I was, he he would really go out of his way to deflect and kind of take try to take the air out of the the balloon a bit. Hey, these guys haven't done anything. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. You know, he, he just was really wanting to stay in the moment. They haven't proven anything. And yet Joey is the one trying to tell everybody that will listen, we're going to be really good. You know, I think we have a chance. Um, and it, it, it's everybody can try to define on chance at what, whether it's Big 12 or something better. But, um, you know, they've got a tough schedule, but I think he likes what he's got. There's a lot back. They're really old. Um, and so, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, excitement. And I think that Oregon game being the home opener is, is a big reason why the excitement, too, because that's a, that's a big-time non-conference game here. Well, I, do, I want to talk about that. But back to Joey McGuire for a second. You know, from an X's and O's standpoint, I don't know, you can tell us why he's been so good so fast. But just from a personality attitude standpoint, he's got swagger, he's got bravado, he seems to really fit in with with what you think about when you think about the Texas Tech fan base. One, agree with that. And two, what is it X's and O's wise that's allowed him to be so successful so fast? You know, they, they used to say uh, about coaches that they were one of three things and, and, the, and the really good ones checked all three boxes, you know, and whether it was X's and O's, whether it was, are you able to motivate? And then there was the recruiting category. There is no doubt that, like, the motivation in the recruiting component, he's got it in spades. The X's and O's part, is, is he kind of he lets his coordinators do their thing. He's involved uh, on, on both sides of the ball, but he lets these guys do their thing. He's more of a defensive head coach, but he just – the reason they won some of those games, including probably, you know, beating the Sooners last year is because they just play so hard for Joey. And I've never seen anything like it. You can tell kids to play hard for you. You can beg them. You can threaten them. You can, but he, he just, he's such a good human. And I think a positive human that guys just can't help, but not quit on him and play really hard for him and genuinely like being around him and, and, and his vibe if you will it's it's weird um and I, it's hard to explain it uh he's not i'm sure he tell you he's not perfect but he tries to be very consistent with his with his mood and it's infectious and i think guys feed off of it you know they didn't have you know you, you guys got one uh and reggie pearson but they didn't hardly have anybody that left them i think guys there, there were several people there were several sec schools that made a run after 
one of the wideouts here, one of the quarterbacks here, and there was just a variety of people that the people made runs at them, and they just didn't want to leave because I think they like it here. And Joey has as much to reason to do with that as anybody. And so I think there's they, – they, it's just – he tried – this stuff is supposed to be fun, and I think he genuinely uh, makes it fun. However, I think the misconception is is that people think because they see – you know, his smile and his positivity that he doesn't coach hard. He coaches as hard as anybody I've seen. He'll get in the middle of you, but he loves you up equally as much. And I think that's that's kind of the secret. And that's why, you know, I think the guys play so hard for him. And that's why they won all those close games last year. All right, where do you think they have a chance to be better this year? And what concerns you about this team going into the year? Well, they they needed to be, uh, but they will be better on the offensive line. It was not very good last year. I think they were, you know, it was kind of some some duct tape and spit and just trying to make it work uh, last year. They've uh, they've added some pieces there from the portal. Uh, one that was supposed to have played last year, but you know his back injury just precluded him from being able to play. Uh, was a Western Kentucky kid, and he was on the team last year, but just didn't get to play and. So, anyway, I think they'll be really good up front, and I think they needed to be better up front than they were last year, and they all knew it, and that's why it was kind of surprising that they still averaged, I think, 34 points a game. And and you got some QBs hurt, although that wasn't necessarily all on the offensive line, but you just had some bad luck there. But the offensive line is where it needed to, to be better, and, and it will be. The, the concern I have, there's two concerns I have on paper with this team. One is – you know, their kicker was really good. You know, I hate to sit here and talk about a kicker, but Trey Wolf, I think, was, I think, let's see, 20 of 24. Uh, he had a lot of key field goals last year. He's probably going to get a cup of coffee in the NFL. I think he's, uh, in the, he's supposed to go to camp with the Titans. And you just don't want to take that for granted. So they've got to, they've got to replace that. And, and you could be just fine there, but if, if you have somebody that's not near as good, all of a sudden those close games, you know, you, you, you lose some of those, okay? And if you're trying to, you know, make some noise here, you, you need that. The other spot is the interior linebacker spot. You know, they had, you know, Krishan Merriweather and Kosai Eldridge were played pretty much every snap of every game, were extremely durable, and you're replacing both of those guys, and that, that will not be easy to do. But that's the, that's the crazy – that's about as far as I can go with you as far as concerns or weaknesses on paper – the, the other one that's an intangible is I don't they don't have a, a ton of star power on paper guys that we already know their name guys that have done it um, there's some possibles there but and, and so I just wonder you know if, if that's worth something you know you don't have a Deuce Vaughn you don't have a Quentin Johnston you know you, you don't have one of those guys that can just kind of take over a game and win it for you uh, yet and maybe somebody merges but that that would be the other thing that I would be a little bit worried about if I was a tech fan well the schedule's tough um you know even in big 12 play the road games are uh, formidable and you got to deal with uh, TCU and K-State at your place but of course the Oregon game is the one that jumps off the page at you right out of the bat uh, right out of the box in week 2 Help me out here. When's the last time they had a non-conference opponent of this caliber come into Lubbock? You know, I, I, I think it would have been probably, you know, Philip Rivers and Eli Manning came here in back-to-back years in the early 2000s when, when Mike was coaching. They had non-conference. And, and obviously I don't know if the, either one of those programs was as high-profile as Oregon is per se. But because of who was quarterbacking those two teams, it, it got some attention. But 
Yeah, this one has a chance to be nationally relevant just because I think Oregon is supposed to be a top 10 or 15 team preseason. I think they don't play uh, anybody tough in the first week, so they'll be 1-0 when they come in here. And Texas Tech obviously has a bit of a sneaky tough game at Wyoming uh, to open up the season. But, yeah, this is, uh, you know, back in the 90s, you know, you had Warren Sapp and number one ranked Miami coming in here. You know, you had uh, when it was a non-conference game, you had Nebraska uh, coming in here before they they joined the Big 12. But it's been a minute as far as somebody like like ranking wise or high profile wise in the non-conference. And these are. Unfortunately, these kinds of series are are rare. Uh, We don't get as much of this as we'd like to, but you get it a ton in basketball, it seems like, although I guess more and more of those are moving to neutral site. But, yeah, so we get to to return the trip to Alton Stadium uh, next next September, I guess it is. So it's a a home-and-home that is uh, in back-to-back years. I, I got to tell you, the, the Laramie-Wyoming trip could be fun. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous of that one. Not, not that that's necessarily a huge name opponent, but that could be kind of cool to go up there to Wyoming. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Uh, we, uh, I think we've already established they're going to leave on a Thursday for that trip uh, to get used to the altitude. Um, actually staying in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, which is about 45 minutes away from Laramie because you can't. I don't think it's. It, I think it's very difficult to fly into uh, to Laramie. I think people either fly into Fort Collins or Cheyenne. Uh, but the weather. I mean, sign me up. And it's a. This is a nationally televised CBS uh, primetime game. I, it, it's wild to me that that's that's what got. Uh, uh, the, the nod for it, but and uh, and Wyoming, all they do is win. It's it's not very sexy, but they're they're very Iowa State esque. You know, they they play really good defense, but this the setting there is supposedly just unbelievable. Um, and the, yeah. the you know sits up on you know kind of on a hill, and obviously the mountains in the background. So I'm really going to Laramie and then Provo uh, twice this year. So uh, making the making the trip out uh, out to the mountains twice. So I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Hey, before we let you go, uh, give Sooner fans who are listening today a little bit of a scouting report on what they're getting in Reggie Pearson. I, I think people around what we saw around here is that, oh, and, and, and you saw this, uh, Toby, in that you know, that, I mean, Dylan Gabriel uh, ought, to, ought to walk yep. up and say, "Oh, I'm glad you're on my team now." He yep. he will he will come down and he will pop you. He's really good in the run game. Um, I think, uh, you know, and, and, and he, he's just very physical. It's hard to explain, like, how he just unloads on on somebody. I think that because he looks to deliver the big hit, I think on occasion he gets a little bit in trouble in coverage. Uh, but he's going to force a fumble or three this year. You can count on it. Um, I think uh, I think he'll be really good coming downhill and, and like I said, playing in the run game. Uh, there's obviously a Matt Wells connection. I saw Coach Wells here in Lubbock last week uh, before he kind of headed up to Norman for the for the duration. And I think that there's your connection there. Is, is Matt, you know, was really heavily involved in getting Reggie to come to Texas Tech, and you know the the doctor because you know Re- Reggie missed he missed some time at Wisconsin uh, for some health scare, and I think that the Tech folks medically really kind of looked into this and all that, and I think it was a big deal when he was cleared here. Um, and he's had no issues at all here. He's a great kid. He's very well spoken. So I would say, big hitter, 
gonna one, one of your best tacklers is gonna force a fumble or two, and then I think that you know just be careful. He, he can get burned a little bit in coverage. I think that's kind of the good and the bad, but no, nobody's perfect. Yeah. But that's kind of his game. Good info there. Texas Tech opens the season September 2nd in primetime at Wyoming. Big matchup in week two there at Jones AT&T Stadium as the Oregon Ducks fly into town. Chris Level will be on the sidelines all season long. Chris, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Toby, appreciate it, brother. Keep hope alive, man. Have a good week. Thanks, man. There you go. Texas Tech at number 25, our first team of this year's top 25 college football Countdown. We'll be back. Morning. Texas Tech at 25. Back after the.